On this morning's show, we are joined by Asian Fund Management Industry Consultant, Stuart Allcroft. Good morning, Stuart. And good morning to you, Nathan. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Yes, fine. Nice weather still. Indeed it is. And by Barry Wood, RTHK's International Economics Correspondent. Good morning, Barry. Good morning to you, Nathan. So, um, Barry, very quickly, I hear that you're just catching up with September's news and the rains in Hong Kong. So, <laughs> Hong Kong. We're in December well, no, now, no, man. No. I knew it. I just didn't know they were that bad. Oh, OK. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, so job openings were at the lowest in two and a half years. Um, this has those opening for rate cuts, uh, pricing the cut as early as March. Will they really be cut so early? Um, I'll start with you, Barry. Well, gosh, I don't think so. Uh, look, markets are, are in the aggregate quite smart, so maybe they know things that uh, I don't, obviously. But look, uh, we do have a slowing economy. I hasten to say we have a slowing economy, but you know, last week, first real week of the Christmas buying season was dynamite, really, certainly online and even in bricks and mortars. It was okay. But I think it's going to be slowing rapidly once the credit card bills come in at the end of this month. But we're only, what, at December 5th. So yes, it's a slowing economy. But that Jolts report that you talk about, it's a rather complicated thing. And, and I, I think, you know, in other words, the smaller the number, and it was what, um, it was... 3.7 million. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a that's a decline from what 9.3 million back in in September. Well, it means that the economy is not expanding as quickly, thus creating more demand for labor. This Jolts report is is a measure of of demand for labor. But look, Nitin, we've got a unemployment rate is 3.7 what, 6, 3.7%. We're getting a labor report on, on Friday. We probably created 175,000 new jobs in the month of November. So I don't see any real problem in the U.S. economy. And I don't agree that there's going to be a rate cut as early as, as March. Um, I think the I think this is being taken a little bit out of um, context as well. Uh, this is December. We're on uh, the first Wednesday of December, and at this time of the year, there are always less jobs available because it's winter. And uh, I think that's exactly what's happening in the U.S. But but the reality is that there are still more job vacancies than there are unemployed people in the United States, and that's that's another statistic worth um, bearing in mind. However, the people that are unemployed are not necessarily in the same locations as where the vacancies are. But we are uh, seeing a slowdown, as Barry rightly says, and uh, it is an inevitability. But the other people, the people who are actually quite happy with this are the Fed. Uh, the Fed want to see a slowdown in the rate of employment because, as far as they're concerned, that will help to keep the pressure on reducing inflation, and that's the biggest target the Fed has and, and continues to have. And uh, if, if it succeeds in that, well, we'll be talking in a year or two time about how wonderful the Fed has been. That's provided they haven't overdone it, though. Um, 
Well, that's that's the difficulty. They they can never get it absolutely right, and that's you know they can always overshoot or undershoot, and and they generally do. But you know just to even get close to what their target is, and and their target is for two percent long-term inflation, um, that's uh, that's an achievement in itself. Yeah, I agree with that, Stuart. And I think, Nitin, look, this is a, a kind of Goldilocks economy because I think the Fed has done it just right. Uh, they're not going to raise rates on December 13th. And that means the rate rising period is over. Uh, so I don't think they've overdone it. But I think that, again, I agree with Stuart. That these, these analysts who are saying they're going to cut as early as March and that they're going to cut several times in the course of 2024 are really looking at a not falling off the cliff economy, but a dramatically slowing economy. And I must say, from my perspective here in D.C. and from last week out in Arizona, I just don't see it. I see a rather vibrant economy. Yes, I'd be rather inclined to think that some of those analysts are really trying to promote their own book rather than actually reading what the U.S. economy is actually doing. So I think it would be fair to say that the Fed is in control. It does seem to be doing a very good job. And I think Jay Powell last week was trying to get a message out to those um, Fed watchers who are forecasting interest rate cuts, uh, the, the message being uh, not necessarily very soon. Well, I think that's it. I think they're like addicts who are desperate to get their next fix, aren't they? <laughs> well, yes, they are. And I think, well, you, I mean, you know that as well as I do, because you, you get to see a lot of this stuff. And, um, and, and it is uh, just a fix in many instances, a fix that sometimes gives them a, a bit of media coverage in the US, which is what they're looking for. So then what does the Fed say at the next meeting? It's just, I mean, to me, I think it's just going to be a pretty boring meeting, which they say... Steady as she goes. Exactly. Yes, I think you're right. Yep, I agree with both of you. Steady as she goes. I think they're happy. Look, we cannot minimize the fact that if you have 11 rate increases, the fastest pace in decades, and that you've got a a, a Fed funds rate that is now up from almost zero to 5.5 percent, you know, that's going to have an impact. But so far, the economy has been stronger than all of those analysts anticipated. And uh, it just doesn't seem like an economy that's going to fall off the cliff. Okay. Um, So as we're at the end of the um, year, what are the predictions for the year? I mean, overall, do you think there will be rate cuts in the second half of the year? Or do you think um, it might just be steady throughout? That's a, that's a more difficult prediction to make, um, especially as we've got an election year where the politics will start to get involved. Um, but if the economy remains uh, steady, which is what, of course, the Fed is looking at, then there is a good chance that for the second half of the year we'll start to see maybe one, two, possibly even three rate cuts before the end of the year. But... Um, uh, I, I, I would like to not be making firm predictions at this stage because so much can change given the very heavy influences of geopolitical I- issues going on at the moment. Yep, I agree with that. I think that um, uh, higher for longer, you know, this, is, this is, would be my mantra, uh, barring unforeseen developments. Now, there are a couple things that are puzzling. I find it odd that the 10-year bond interest rate has declined, what, 
50 basis points in just the last few days. I don't know why that is. I don't know why gold is at a record high level. I don't know why Bitcoin is soaring, but um, uh, speculation, maybe you've got I an idea on that, Stuart. The board, Barry. Yeah, you're on speculation is what I'd yeah. put that down to. Yeah. And, and addicts getting their fix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll leave you to make that decision, Nissen. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Um, so, from the Goldilocks economy of the U.S. to the um, economy of China, and we've got Moody's downgrading their, their ratings yesterday. Is this not after the horse has bolted? Well, yes, um, but you know the, the ratings agencies are like that, aren't they? They they don't necessarily have a, a forward-looking view. They they just like to look in the rearview mirror, and that's what they're seeing. Um, China's economy is slowing and slowing quite fast. It's got uh, a number of areas which are of concern. Uh, we've talked about this um, frequently, and that's the property sector. The property sector is in a really bad way, and um, until that has been sorted out, and remember, the property sector represents uh, or has represented in the past over 20% of the economy in China. So when it's when you've got such a large sector being badly affected by debt and falling prices, then it's inevitable that this will look bad on the overall economy. But there are parts of the Chinese economy that are, are doing a little better and, and improving. Um, some of the manufacturing areas, of course, are, are doing pretty well. So it's, it's a balance, and the balance at the moment is being pushed down by property and, and uh, sustained by uh, manufacturing. Barry? Well, you know, it does seem to me that um, there's a tougher line emerging in Washington. That you look at the Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, who's saying, um, right, we're tightening uh, our export restrictions on high-tech chips, and um, we view China as a strategic threat. And she even asked at the end of her most recent uh, appearance in the media, she said, well, who would want to buy their bonds? And uh, so maybe that gets to the Moody's question. I don't know, but um, maybe it's significant, maybe it isn't. Yeah, there, there are talks going on at the moment between the EU and China on uh, on um uh, exports and, and trade generally. So it would be quite interesting to see what the outcome of that will be and whether or not the EU takes a similar line to the US. Um, I think that is unlikely, to be honest. I think the EU will take a different line. But um, at the same time, it, and, and China will want to see the EU as a sort of play against the US. Well, I mean, they opened up visa-free travel for a number of countries in Europe. They have indeed, um, except for, for those of us in Hong Kong who are not one of those types of passport holders. I, I mean, I can't, for, I can't for the life of me see why, as a permanent resident of Hong Kong, we also don't get the same visa-free access. Um, but maybe that will happen. Maybe that will happen early next year. Maybe our government will actually ask for it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Okay, um, so Barry, what's going on with uh, Starbucks? Why is that down 12 days in a row? Well, you know, there might be a Chinese connection there too because, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Starbucks is all over China and they've got vast uh, expansion plans in China. I don't know the particulars of, uh, of what uh, has sent that stock down for 
so many days in a row. But don't forget, we've also had a transition of leadership there. Howard Schultz has stepped aside, and this unionization business has certainly caused a lot of concern here in the States. And I was interested to hear your analyst who was broadcast in the, at the top of the hour say, you know, hold it. People uh, are not going to spend that much money for a cup of coffee. They're getting stretched. So maybe that's a sign of what's to come. And nothing among what you've just said there, Barry, refers to the quality of the coffee they serve. <laughs> you've got that right. You've got that right. Is it 300% overpriced or is it less? <laughs> I wouldn't dare say. I might get thrown out next time I go in there. <laughs> No, um, it's, I, I, I think this is just um, sort of analysts' um, uh, action in a way, um, and I wouldn't hold too much store by it. Starbucks seems to be, uh, continues to be a well-run company, and um, it's it certainly got great ambitions still in China, which is under-coffeed. Okay, so in my last 30 seconds, as this will be my last December broadcast, um, what are your predictions for 2024 overall? Uh, 10 seconds each, if you don't mind. Start with <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd love to see that the geopolitical troubles are resolved. Um, however, um, what, what happens in Ukraine, Russia, and then Israel, Palestine might be overshadowed by the Biden-Trump wars. And Barry? Yeah, my, uh, my 10 seconds would be um, uh, there's a lot of risk in the global economy, but uh, I'm very hopeful that the uh, U.S.-China relationship is going to improve. That might be a, a very much an outlier statement, but uh, it doesn't seem that it's going to be a bad year. I think it could be uh, just much like 2023. Okay, well, that's all we have time for. So I'd like to thank you both for coming in. That was... Uh Asian Fund Management Industry Consultant Stuart Allcraft and Barry Wood, RTHK's International Economics Correspondent. Always great talking to you guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.